You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. And Eric, uh, you had a record came out right before the S hit the fan too. Was it Neck Deep, I think? Uh, Neck Deep's not out yet. We launched the record right before this started. You know, they, uh, they have a release or they have a big show they're putting on in the UK at Alley Pally. We had the record coming out. So we wanted to launch early to coincide with that plan. And, and then, you know, this hits. Um, you know, I think the process has been stay the course on that. So, um, you know, we've, um, we've added... You know, we had to make a change on a video um, just because we, you know, with the rules in the UK and here, we can't shoot certain things. So we had to make some changes. Uh, same one for another artist we have where we, we ended up doing more a crowdsourcing video. So I think Annie mentioned it. We're just using the tools that we have. Um, you know, I think that, and I'm sure everyone's saying the same thing to their employees. It's like trying to stay away from knee-jerk reactions. Like, oh my God, we got to stop everything and change everything. Um, we've just said, let's just, let's, go forward. I mean, things have changed in, in sort of pre-orders and ticket sales, but nothing's so dire that, that, um, that uh, we have to change everything. And, and the reality is, is that, and to, to Carl's point, there is a lot more time to consume. I don't necessarily think it's music. And I think that putting out music, uh, if you don't have to, um, can be avoided. I do think where, uh, at least for the age group we're dealing with, um, they do want to consume, they want to consume in small little short videos through platforms. And the, the big conversation with artists has been, again, I often hear we don't like doing it or we're on tour or this or that. And uh, this opportunity to double down on, on core fan connectivity will make everybody, I think, on this call more money. Um, but of course, you can only lead a horse to water. <laughs> Anybody else? Can I throw this out to everybody? Like, how challenging is it to get your artists on to just do stupid stuff on YouTube and, you know, just do fun stuff on Facebook live streams, Instagram live streams and stuff like that. Is, is that just like pulling teeth or is it even productive at a time like this? Case by case. Case by case. Oh, man. Do you see an impact for those who are doing it well? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, cool. And any sort of like best practices that you'd love to point people to? Like clients that you think, geez, I wish everybody look at what they're doing because that's, that's great. It, it sounds super vague, but consistency is super important and just being yourself. You know, if you're playing Call of Duty for five days straight, then Twitch might be the place for you. That's it. Just be yourself and be consistent. Yeah. All right. Excellent. 
Uh, Mike, anything with ICE-9 is that they're doing that, like uh, online in order to sort of keep the profile up? I mean, I know that they're between album cycles and everything like that, but uh, they had a pretty packed uh, touring schedule that's, uh, that's gotten shafted. Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple different like lines that we're towing. Some is what can we do in the immediate, right, to just entertain the fans and make sure that they know we're there and that we care, you know? And the other is you know, as Andy sort of mentioned, what do we have that um, we're sitting on that we might be able to, you know, put out in the future. So there's a couple of things that, you know, we didn't have a definitive release timeline for that are now in the works to, to have those come out. Um, and back to your previous question, you know, I think obviously it's case by case. Um, you know, what I've found is just like Eric said, it's got to be genuine and it's got to be consistent, but also kind of pointing to what others are doing and showing that it's working. You know, I've seen a number of things kind of kind of come up and, you know, Bad Wolves, for instance, who's at 10th Street, they put up a Patreon and they kind of threw it out there, you know, and I think they're learning along the way, but the bottom line is people are coming to it. And yeah, if they had strategized and spent another two weeks, you know, maybe they could have made the profitability more, but if they waited two weeks, they might have lost that to, you know, I saw Circus Survive. I know that's not the same core fan base, but more and more people are, are getting to it. So I think, you know, it's really, I'm trying to see what, as, as I think Andy said, you know, what can we put out there that doesn't have to be completely polished? Can we do that now? And then going and polishing some of the things so that can come later, but ultimately, using this time, going back to that kind of car and maintenance metaphor to, to totally overhaul, you know, the engine. So when the roads are open again, we're actually smooth sailing. That's great. Blasco, can I ask you, I don't, I'm not sure about like on your roster, strategically where you are with each of them, but are there clients that you've got where strategically you, there's a place you wanted them to get to and a strategy to get there? And this is either a really great opportunity to like double down on that strategy or has caused you to have to iterate. Maybe this isn't a situation that you're facing, but I throw that out just in case. Uh oh, hold on a second. Let me mute. Let me mute you real quick. There you go. Yeah. Again, sorry. I think my. My takeaway from all of this is that artists, in, in, artists digging deeper into the platforms that have been provided to us, meaning that, as an example, Randy from Lamb of God was on Instagram Live earlier today interviewing or just having a chat with Gary from you know, Slayer and Exodus. Um, and because you know Gary was uh, he had the, the, the COVID uh, coronavirus, right? And uh, so he was asking him about it and stuff. So these are maybe things that weren't happening before that maybe should continue to happen, right? So to me, the positive takeaway is you've got all these artists that are now uncovering the, the depth of what these platforms are to where you know, engaging your fans, like on that chat they had, I mean, when I popped in there, there was like a thousand people in there watching it. And so they're clearly engaged. So um, I, I feel like if artists can really kind of take this time and learn from it and 
whenever we all hopefully go back to some sense of normality that they don't just forget this time. Like I, it would be great if they continued to have chats and Instagram lives and zoom calls and know that you can connect with your fan base on all these different, uh, you know, angles of, of these platforms. So, um, that's, that's kind of how I walk away from this is I hope it continues. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Carl, you kind of set us off on this. Um, are there any of these particular platforms that you are particularly fond of or that uh, during this time seeing, you know, more YouTube, uh, more Instagram followers, that sort of thing uh, is going to turn you on more as you consider artists that you want to sign in the future? Is this going to change anything at all on the metric side of things? Honestly, I don't think anything's going to move the dial as far as what I'm looking for as far as signing and things like that. Um, at the same time, you know, I am looking for, you know, for the, for the bands on my, whether it's on the label or management or things that they can do, you know, during this time that might monetize something for them. And, uh, and it's been weird because I, I've talked to them and, you know, there's been a initiative. Uh, there's a number of great labels. Actually, Fearless has been amazing. They've sent over the list of basically everything that's potential for an artist to do right now um, that could generate something for them, uh, you know, online. And we've been going through that with, uh, you know, with bands I manage and, and I've obviously utilized that because uh, Fearless has done a better job than I have for my label clients. Um, so thank you, Andy, because I'm using that for them. And, uh, you know, we're looking at it to see like, all right, what, what makes sense? And uh, a lot of my bands are too small where, you know, it's like, what's you know, you do something in a vacuum, it's no one cares. So it is what it is. Um, but, you know, for the larger bands, you know, there, there's definitely some things out there that, that could make sense and generate some revenue. And then, you know, other bands, I had a conversation with a, with a, one of my clients today. I was like, hey, you should do this. You know, you, you have a huge base and a big following. And, and, this, and I know right now you're going to be home for the next six months and you've been home for a couple months prior to this. And let's do something. And, uh, you know, and we just went back and forth on discussion. And they're just like, you know, it's the same argument with, do you want to play a basketball game in front of nobody? Um, Vincent Mann just had WrestleMania in front of nobody. And, uh, you know, as far as I can tell from the internet, that went pretty good. But talking to, you know, to, to this band, they're like, just, you know, like that doesn't work for us. So they're like, it's just like, I feel like that's going to let people behind the curtain and it's not what we want to project to our fans and our audience and more so to what we want to become. So it's, it's been weird. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, you know, what the best bet is for them. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely nothing as far as the online thing goes that makes me be like, fuck yeah, you guys are doing this. Nothing, nothing new. Or I'll, I'll preface it that way. Nothing new that I'm like, oh, you guys are doing this. That makes me want to, you know, like, look at what you're doing and sign you. Because from the get go, I've always said any band I want to sign, I want to work with them, not for them. So I've always wanted to go after bands that are already doing things and working. And in this environment, yeah, there's going to be bands that are going to come out that are going to figure things out and be creative and do more than other bands. And yeah, that, that'll definitely turn people's heads. Um, I don't know the extent that that's going to make a difference, but it'll definitely open eyes. 
it, it's funny because it, it, you sort of put him, the thought in my head, like, you know, that this could be looked at as almost like a MySpace era in a way where, you know, some bands are going to really, really embrace this and do something awesome and unique with it. And just on the basis of that alone might be able to get the attention of people like you. But uh, for, perhaps not. No, absolutely. I mean, bands are going to do things that make sense. I mean, ever since Internet popped off, there's been bands that have figured it out. There's been bands that have like <clears throat> figured out how to work on there, but it's always been this double-edged sword. I mean, we all know a bunch of bands that have figured out the right songs to cover in their garage and put online and pop off on YouTube and, you know, and then in turn Spotify and things like that. And they, meanwhile, they have no legitimate real following, you know, that there's no, like, no one's going to see them live or things like that. Blasco was making, you know, denoted my Nickelback uh, plaque back there. But, uh, <laughs> and that was one of the first things I did when I was at Roadrunner, when the, one of the, the, the only job I've ever had. But like, you look at it and there's like, you know, there's things that bands can do that are going to get attention. And that's going to garner some spins online, and, you know, that sort of thing. But is that going to, it's just a matter of what it's going to result in, whether as far as people coming to shows, building a general fan base and things like that. So, you know, that, that's the key. Um, and I don't know how much you can do right now when you can't leave the house to, like, you know, build a real legit fan base. I think if you're already an artist that has one, you can feed them and cultivate them. But I don't know how much you can do to build a new one. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. And, and there's something that I'm myself and probably everyone here is, you know, you see something, whether it's getting your attention, you love the songs or it's, it's, it has all the right, um, you know, things you're looking for. But I'm always a person that has to get on a flight and go see it live. Um, and that's, it's really hard for, for me to want to sign anything or be involved in something that I can't see live and, and look and see, Hey, it might be rough, but I can see where it ends up. Um, so we're not going to be able to do that anytime soon. And obviously I think in our space, it's a little different. People want to learn their instruments. There's been a, a little bit of a rebirth for that, but you know, in others, in other spaces, maybe the urban space and you know, where the streaming can go bonkers and everything. But, um, you know, the kids never left his bedroom and he's deathly afraid of the stage. And that's, that's happened lots of times. There are a lot of things that my friends work with and, whether they're the managers or the agents and they're like, holy shit, like, you know, this guy's doing this kind of business with his own self-released music, but he can't get on stage, you know? So again, uh, I'm always, my gut is always to go see it live and, and, and to, you know, meet people and get a vibe of people. And, and, and I like speaking to the artists. I want to see where their heads are, where their vision, where their lives, their backgrounds, you know? Um, you know, cause I think in the day, if you're signing an artist, it, you know, it's a true partnership. It's like, you know, between you, the agent, the manager, it's, you're the parents now. So um, you kind of want to get that. And I, I think it's hard to just, to see something, um, you know, on some videos and then go and, and sign a deal. So. And Andy, when you, when, I know this sounds like a real basic question, but I yeah. get this all the time from, uh, for, you know, from our following, but like when you go to see a band live and, that you're considering signing, yeah. how much of a factor is it that there are a lot of people in that room versus just seeing somebody in front of almost nobody except for you and they just light your soul up, you know? 
Yeah, it can be zero people in the room. I can care less. Okay. It's it, it's even better. If there's zero people in the room and, and you're great and you're really, you can see the passion on stage and they're caring. Uh, you know, it's better than guys sitting there, you know, looking down the floor and burning holes through their shoes. You know, like if they're scared to be on stage in front of zero, I hate to tell them the first year or two might be in front of zero, you know? And Eric, I assume you're uh, you sort of the same way. Are you planning on getting on some of these cheap American Airlines flights as soon as this blows over to fly across the country to see bands all over the place, or or what? I mean, I, you know, Andy, you said everything that's smart about this is really. I, I and am I going to get cheap flights when this is over? I hope they still exist when it's over. That'd be real nice. Uh, and I hope that bands are playing and that I can go and see them. And I wouldn't mind if there was no one in the room because. Uh, Clearly, this thing is just not packing up and going away. So, less people's uh, would be would be all right with me right now in a room. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think that everything that that Andy said is 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 true. I mean, I'd like to go and see a live. I'd like to be there. I'm. I want to have the conversation. I don't want to just um, something might catch my eye and it might be content. Um, it, it might be numbers, but at the end of the day, I still have to go through a process. It's not just you know, me inside of a room, there's a lot more of us at the company that need to work on this. And so we can't just bring in anything. And do you anticipate that there's just this backlog and then it's just going to be a signing spree in the fourth quarter this year, first quarter next, or is it just everything's on pause and it'll be business as normal once this gets over? You know, it's hard to say. Uh, I think if there is a signing spree, then that means there's a lot of great artists to sign that I, that I was able to go and see. Um, there were things in motion from last year and the top of this year that are still in process. Are there things that I'm talking to that I can't make any moves on? Possibly might I, you know, there's someone above me who might say, it doesn't matter. We should just get in business with that. Then I'll follow that. I'll follow that, that pathway. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard. I hate to keep saying case by case, but it just depends. You know, if there's something amazing that's undeniable and there's um, a fair amount of competition and it's not going to leave that space to wait, then I'll have to make those decisions based on that. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.